Last night, the poet Lauren Camp came out to Seattle and uh, we did a reading together at the Richard Hugo House uh, here in the city. And it, it was terrific fun. Um, thanks so much for coming out. It was an absolute pleasure. It was really an interesting conversation afterwards, too, on family, heritage. Yeah, and I like the way the poems um, talked to each other, sort of the things that you read and then the things that I brought to it afterwards. Like, it was, it was actually surprising. Uh, it was surprising, but, but exactly right. It was, like, yeah. it was like the other half of the whole. Yeah, that's great, that's yeah. great. So we, so we thought she might come on to the show. For the first time, we'll do a departure from form here at Poems for the People, and um, we'll have a guest reader. So I asked her to come by the studio here and read a couple poems from her new book called 100 Hungers, and she's very graciously agreed to do so for you. So I'm reading from 100 Hungers, which is a book about my father's childhood in Baghdad, Iraq. Um, and one of the poems that I want to read to you is a poem called Pause, Hawk, Cloud, Enter. And it deals with my father not belonging either to his country of origin any longer or to his new adopted country uh, quite fully. So I'll read this, and a, a number of the poems in the book sort of deal with this inability to be fully in one place. Pause, hawk, cloud, enter. The soup cooks for an hour while vultures and buzzards pluck the market. My father wipes his forehead with a white cloth. Once each day began with khubs and samoon flat and hot from the griddle and sips of charbat with sandalwood petals. Those beside the river were not aware of other places. No one knew how long the water ran, ran, trying to get where it had never been. My father hears nothing, and nothing becomes the gate he walks through. There is nothing but what has been erased. Listen to the clumsy way he watches the pigeons and his laugh when they lift a few streets off. It takes a whole life to make a man, but there was a day he raised his overstuffed suitcase, the day he was sent for, the day the desert lost its pungency. That day denied him one future and brought him the trampled ground of another. My father dines on his languages, garlic and lemon, on barley and river. There is hunger and hunger lined up on his spoon, candied apricot, yogurt, his sixth birthday, his seventh. Take the pot from the flame. I was born on ashes, cotton and silk left in basements on old candelabras and alleys, on someone else's recent past on clotted sky. How do you live in silence? You talk to absence. You eat, tasting the steam. The ingredients vary. You smash the door. You erase and erase until what you've kept is transparent. You watch the earth in the window, your body browning. Wow, that was terrific. Like you say, your your father hears nothing. There's a line, something like that, mm -hmm. yeah. But you seem to hear so much. 
And this, even common words like cotton sound miraculous and strange when you're reading them alongside sandalwood and these. There's, oh, I like that. I like, I like hearing that, actually. There's, when you are given nothing, no information to work from, then you work from silence. You know, then you yeah, work right, from right. the clues that are left. What you, what you have, what you can see, what you can taste, what you can, um, you know, what you can remember, what, huh. what memory brings that, back. That's interesting. My, my father was an audiophile, is an audiophile. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> and he's always talking about the blackness of a recording, like how deep the space is out of which the instruments come. Oh, nice. And that sounds like the same like sort that, of thing you're yeah. talking about, like when you work from nothing, everything stands in a sharper sort of contrast to it. And the, the depth, the idea yeah. that there's depth is, you know, even if it's if the recording is not playing, that there's yeah, yeah, depth yeah, right. is... When you hit play and everyone else is just waiting for the sound to start, he's like, oh, this has been going on already for a uh, while. I already know this, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Would you do another for us? I'd be glad to. So my father wouldn't give me information about his, um, his childhood. He came to the U.S. when he was 15 in 1950. And a good third of the book is me writing, and I would say the last, um, the last third of the book that I wrote is me writing poems about the fact that I couldn't get this information from him. So this is, uh, this is called Letter to Baghdad. Even if my father never speaks a word of it, I will know he brought a candle, a cough, and the occupied side of his heart. I will know the trees held him, that they rose above roof lines, and where they met he climbed and saw roads paved only with praises. The sun he shouldered across oceans turned copper at his window. I saw it too on the gray edge of my childhood, and I was marked when each day awoke. He devoured the silence, the parts that could not be cured, and when he was hungry for it, I swallowed that silence, his self-portrait of confession. When I found an old shawl and silver teapot in the oven, and he pretended he didn't know what they meant, I remembered bitter lemons had moistened his mouth. What he inhaled from his copious memory left his tongue empty then full, and somehow I know his tongue will always be brushed with the leaving. One day we were talking about beginnings and I had begun. I wasn't at the center anymore and we kept letting in a little air. And he showed me a word for the boy he once was and he showed me this Arabic word. And in this way I knew this was the most authentic morning I would ever see. And I saw it, and he said it again, and we were covered with it, entirely covered. This was his home, he said, as he gave me the address, the place where the first time and the spurned and the color and the milkmaid stood in the alley. And even though he didn't tell me about yesterday and the day and the day, and I never saw any other way to tell it, I never saw heaven or the land that was black. One day I knew enough to take the word from him and sip every little thing, every steeped thing. 
and there were many trees and not enough cold, and we sat by the river that curves in every direction, and our hearts lifted up to the birds. Wow, that was marvelous. Thank you. Thank you for coming and reading to us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. That was Lauren Camp reading from 100 Hungers, available now from Tupelo Press. Uh, this is both of us then, I guess, reading these poems for the people. 